0: What's going on, Phil and family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership as everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. You are now listening to the film frequency podcast hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the film bros. Another episode of the film frequency i am one of your hosts ceo hayes and i'm joined by my brother the prodigal one jb what's going on bro
1: what's going on film family ready for another episode we still locked down we shut down but we still bring that entertainment to you <laughs>
0: we've been dropping a lot of content lately i've streamed live a couple of times this week you just dropped a video on the uh, new trailer for training book Two, aka peninsula which looks amazing amazing and we'll we'll get into that we do have that in our topics to talk about uh so with this one we're actually going to be talking about some news we we'll also uh We'll be uh, delving into uh, some speculation on what may happen with AMC Theatres. You ready to get into it, bro?
1: Let's do it.
0: All right. So the first thing that we got up is just what we, what I just said is AMC Theatres. So they, uh, an executive from there, came out and said that they are not expecting theaters to open up till after June, which is just wild. And even on my live stream a couple of days ago, I talked about the fact, this is before any of this news, I said that we may not have a summer blockbuster season as we're used to it. That kind of just confirmed it. What do you think about that, JB?
1: Well, I mean, technically the summer blockbuster season is usually like July, July. August. Yeah. Right. But I don't know what, what's been completed. I mean, we follow the news pretty heavily, and we haven't heard of any major blockbusters that are – so completed so i don't know what's gonna happen i do think we're gonna get a blockbuster season i just don't think it's gonna be those particular months it will probably be towards the end of the month because you're gonna have the blockbusters come out plus towards the end of the year is when you get the really good movies because everybody's pushing for for uh, award season well that's what i
0: i think i i think that our blockbusters like I, because people aren't even if theaters do open up june 1st People are going to be hesitant to run right back into going into movie theaters. So I don't think we're going to have a traditional as even in July and August. I honestly think everything is going to wait to be around holiday time. I think a holiday time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's is all going to be jam full. And they're they're, because they're going to expect people to be out of school looking for something to do with their families. And that's where a lot of these like already James Bond moved to November. Right. So, right. Um, and you know, uh, Black Widow also November now. So, I really think November is going to be where that traditional blockbuster, heavy blockbuster, like, yeah, the end of the year is always award chasing season, but I think it's going to be both now. It's going to be the award movies and the blockbuster movies. And it's going to be a great time for us moviegoers. And we're going to spend a lot of money. <laughs>
1: I was about to say, do you think the last, say, three to four months is just going to be straight banger after banger after banger? I do. I really do. I
0: And I and I didn't think that at first. But the longer and longer that this is going on and if it cuts into July, um, I really think that, you know, maybe August, we still get some of the summer blockbusters. But, you know, the the horror movies, the Halloween movies, uh, Halloween itself is going to come out around October, November. And then it's really October, November, December and January It's just going to be every weekend a blockbuster
1: yeah yeah so at least i'm looking forward to that that's something we can all look forward to after not getting you know a lot of great stuff yeah. we'll have a good compact you know a couple months of good stuff yeah yeah
0: and until then you know and let me let me let me when i say we're not going to have a summer blockbuster season i mean as far as traditional in the theaters i do think that netflix and hulu if they do have anything is in the can they're really going to be releasing it then because they know people Are going to be maybe putting their foot back in the theater and not jump right back into it i think we're going to get a lot of even i mean netflix dropped is planning to drop 67 original series and movies between now and the end of this
1: month 67 bro so i was no that's crazy and and also we forgot amazon studios as well but um netflix i was just looking forget about with 60 something movies i was just looking at their april lineup of new releases and they have like 10 new releases in, in the month of April alone, so yeah, um, and this is in the span of like, I only looked up like three weeks, yeah. so th- they the content's gonna be coming, now the fact that they have this shutdown and the theaters are not there, they know that more and more people are gonna be looking to streaming so maybe things that had pushed back for later on in the year, they yeah. might move it up exactly, exactly, and
0: that's what I'm thinking as well um, but yeah, I just, it's, it's, and, and the chance that AMC theater is closed, like, the speculation is, it started uh, about a month ago, but it's getting stronger and stronger, that if not, AMC as a whole may close down, which I think would just be asinine, there's a lot of theaters that may just not reopen, bro.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, in terms of the smaller theaters, the mom and pop shops, we were talking about, like, the doll theaters and stuff, I don't know how these guys are gonna survive this, because... They rely. They rely on on this type of thing. The bigger theaters, the AMC's, the landmarks, the cinemarks, they may survive just by the here, but it all depends on how long this goes for. I don't know. We don't know what their. I mean, their business standpoint and like what their cash flow is like, and you know all the financials. But it's hard, man, and not only for movie theaters, but just any businesses for that matter. Yeah, and I, what I hope, and you know, I'm
0: not one that always is like all for government bailouts of huge corporations, but in this case, I really do hope that. You know, the United States government does something because this is something no one could plan for. Um, and they and it, it can be a huge hit to the economy. I mean, it's gonna be a huge hit to the economy either way. Um, so hopefully, you know, they can work out some some form of bailout uh to kind of ease this and like I said, not maybe save them completely as far as, as far as all the theaters, but to save
1: some from closing down. So I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Yeah. You're you're the owner of a of a movie theater, a big name movie theater. Mm-hmm. This has just happened. You're taking a big hit, but Luckily, you you know, you're not going to go out of business. You're going to survive this. How do you plan moving forward that if some shit like this happens again, you don't get killed again?
0: I mean, there's really nothing you can do in a case like this.
1: And I only say that
0: because with it being, like, states and the, the government saying, like, social distancing, you really can't do anything in that case. I, I mean, they tried to do the thing where they were only going to sell, I think it was, like, 50% of the of the theaters, but that d- just doesn't work in a situation like this, so I think the only thing you can do going forward is, you know, I don't, there's nothing, like, I, what do you, what what can you do, like, can you, can you, uh, like, some of the places we're doing, like, Maybe you can turn it to like the side of your building. You can do uh airings of shows outside where people can sit in their cars and do it. That's really that's the only thing I that going. I can, that I can think you do. Like you get a big projector, you get something on the side of your building. So that way people can park in their parking lot, still uh stick to social distancing, but watch movies. And you know, I saw like there was a drive-in movie theater that turned uh their one of their screens into a big like Mario Kart tournament. And people oh, and they cool. and they sanitize, sanitize the controllers and pass it through the car. And then people were able to maintain social distancing, but still interacting. That's a great idea. Something dope like that.
1: But yeah, that's along the lines of what I was thinking. Get a big screen TV out there and and do something like that. And the reason I came up with that idea is because I was going somewhere yesterday. Oh, I went to to go pick up my car. I had to do an oil change. And uh, I passed a T-Mobile. And the T-Mobile was open, but everybody was outside. They had a table, and they had like four or five T-Mobile reps, and they had like laptops. So they were they were doing it, but from outside. And, you know, there was social distancing. Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept. Have a big screen TV outside. Everyone can drive through and, and you know, do that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see going forward, man. But the last bit of news that we have uh, on this list. Are you ready to get into this shit, bro? Let's do it, man. <laughs> this it, it, it's. uh um, this movie, like, and you, you did a reaction trailer, too, that was great. Everyone definitely go and check out JB's reaction trailer. This is just so we can kind of talk and speculate uh, with each other. Um, this trailer for Peninsula, Train to Busan 2, um, is seriously, I think, one of the best trailers I've seen ever. Ever. And and that's no hyperbole, bro When you, when you well, I will say this For people who actually saw the first one And know how tense that movie was And everything, to come into this trailer It's just like, oh, they took it up a notch And it just, it was one of the best sequel trailers I think I've ever seen in my life
1: Yeah, so going into this I assumed to see a lot of what we saw In part one, which I'm absolutely fine with But we got a lot of what we saw From part one, plus more Like Mm -hmm. I even said in the reaction video, like this has a lot more action than part one, which I'm fine with. So I just the way if the 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 trailer is just an indication of what we're going to get from the movie, we're going to be in for a friggin treat because the trailer was done really, really good, bro.
0: It was yeah, it was a great uh, suspenseful trailer. I love how they showed the zombies like that whole thing of like when they came out of the crate, and it, was, it looked like a bunch of zombies all like so together or something it was like it was, yeah. and it was literally like maybe a two second glimpse of it. you didn't really get to see much of it but it's like i need to see that scene now like all the, like a tease yeah it did everything that a good a great trailer is supposed to do without giving too much away we still don't know the plot of it very much so like you can get as much as you can out of this and any descriptions that have been placed but i love when you're able to show a lot of the the tone of the movie but not give away much of the story. So we're still going to show up and really be engaged in the story. Like that's one thing I will say that I dislike. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a Marvel movie guy. They give so much away in the trailers usually mm-hmm. that if you're if you're halfway smart, you can you can piece together at least the first act of the movie usually, if not the whole like First and second act but it I I Love that they didn't give much of the story away
1: Yeah and you know they showed a lot of good stuff But you you know that they left A lot of stuff in the back pocket as well so Like you said it's not gonna be like MCU where you're getting A lot of the movie in the react in the uh, Trailer there's still a lot left And man I'm just hyped to see this. they haven't You know set a release date yet but I just can't wait till it comes out man I'm really really Bumped so um it's I feel like it's gonna be action slash Horror yeah that's the route they're going for
0: this Time do you think with Parasite getting the award uh, attention that it did do you think that Peninsula is going to get more like get some of the rub from that and we're wrestling fans so when you hear us use terms like rub you guys have <laughs> figured out in the context but uh like and I'm not saying that it's going to get like movie of the year nominations or anything but do you think it's going to maybe maybe get like design or, or some awards like that because traditionally like I don't train to Busan as far as I know really didn't get much uh, notice with the awards as it should have cuz it was one of the best movies of that year. Period. So what do you think?
1: To my knowledge, I don't think they got any big award or even yeah. a nomination. I know they did 93 million worldwide, but in the US they did they, I think they barely cracked 2 million. Okay. But Parasite opened doors for a lot of foreign films and it's about time because people sleep on foreign films just cuz they don't feel like reading a subtitle yeah. or watching a dubbed uh, a dubbed movie which is just crazy. However, Parasite has opened doors for the foreign industry and Like you said, I don't think they're going to be winning any awards because this is not an award-type movie. Mm. Unless, like, maybe the cinematography or something is crazy or effects for, like, Oscars or whatever. Mm. But there will be eyes on it. And there's one major thing that makes me think there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. I've never seen, uh, at least to my knowledge, a foreign film uh, trailer and there was subtitles in it. And when the little girl talked... That is there true. was a subtitle and that I'm like, oh, there's a there's a subtitle. So I they're they're trying to get that that parasite rub. And I do think if people go out and watch Trade to Busan one, absolutely, they'll watch part two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think, too, um, when you look at the platform as well, like what oh, that's yeah? been doing and I get it, it's through social distancing and it's g- gained a lot of buzz social media wise. But I think when you have. That coming off the back of Parasite winning the awards, it did, it's opening whole new people's eyes to dubbed and subtitled movies. Um, so you know, hopefully it does. I I I think this movie's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It's honestly one of my most anticipated movies, period. Um, so yeah, let's let's hope that it does. But that's it for the news.
1: You have the right to remain silent. Aren't ah! 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 you trained for shit like this? Let's do this. What the? Hey. Kareem needs to go by a friend's house after school. And he asked that you pick him
0: up. When my mom dated this one guy, and we became BFFs.
1: You were BFFs with a grown ass man. There's literally documentaries on Netflix about why that's so sick and fucked up.
0: I think that's a different- You
1: expect us to be BFF? Fuck out of my face, man. Uh, good talk welcome back to my channel ready to get into some coffee and cream
0: yeah and what's funny is uh you sent me the trailer to this i hadn't i hadn't heard about it didn't know it was coming out i was like oh that looks really really good and we immediately was like oh yeah we got to review it because i forgot what we were thinking about doing uh for this episode first but this is much better to talk about much better to discuss uh yeah so this movie uh ed helms uh taraji p henson um and uh Kareem is played by Terrence Little, who had only been in a Nickelodeon show up until now. So he doesn't have really much IMDb or many credits to his, scene, to his name. But this is a Netflix original, uh, very much in the theme of- Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. You said Taraji. You said the kid. Uh. Uh-huh. Excuse me. You better be giving Betty Gilpin some love. For, well, I, we're going to get into that because- I'll be trying, my girl. You'll get you
0: <laughs> And it's funny because we reviewed the hunt, right? And right. we talked about Betty Gilpin um, and her versatility. This is a completely different. Like this, just added to that. She is, bro. But she's she the one. It. She's the one to watch. It's like seriously, she is one to watch in in the movie industry. And you know, I already said that she is being looked at by Marvel. And if she it does get cast in a Marvel movie, her career is going to shoot up because she's the. Per- mm-hmm. She has the perfect combination of things like this. For matter of fact, as much as Brie Larson, her her comedy is forced. Uh, What I see about Betty Gilpin is that everything that I've, like, the hunt in this has been natural. Her comedy doesn't seem forced. She seems to be having fun. She does the physicality. She did the action. She did the fight scenes in the hunt. Like, somebody needs to get, like, lock her into a, a franchise right now, ASAP.
1: Yeah, she's so talented. I mean, we talked about it on The Hunt, and then she comes here and kills this role as well. I mean, I, I'd say she's probably the standout, in the, at least for me, while well, we'll, we'll get into Terrence it. Terrence Little
0: was the standout to me, so let's let, let, let's get into it, because we're going to have our, our non-spoiler discussion first. Well, we're going to pro- primarily focus on the roles and the actors themselves, so we can go ahead and jump into the non-spoiler discussion for this. And before we get into it, because a lot of the conversation is going to be Betty Gilpin and the Kid. Let's talk about Ed Helms right. and Taraji P. Henson first. Ed Helms... He he has nailed a certain type of character, and he plays versions of that character in everything he does. And he he's one of those actors that I haven't got I haven't gotten tired of it yet because for me Eddie uh, Eddie Ed Helms uh mm-hmm. comedy for me is all reactionary. So if you you place him in these different situations and let him react to it, yeah, the character itself is all quirky Kirk, and the same type of character, but his reactions are wildly different in who you're putting him in scenes with, and he's I, I i love ed helms in, in in something like this what do you think
1: yeah absolutely i mean i won't lie like i haven't been the biggest fan of his i know he was in like the hangover series and um oh, yeah i mean the hangover one was okay i mean i wasn't really a big fan of the franchise one of the few i mean i know i'm probably in the minority but i enjoyed him in this i enjoyed him in this like you said he has that quirky you know he's that quirky character but i you know i enjoyed him in this oh shit sorry
0: <laughs> but yeah I, yeah i enjoyed him in this too i think um what i'll say about ed helms is that he's not someone who i can ever see being like just the uh, the sole main character in the movie and i would enjoy it you have to always pair him with someone or put him yeah. in 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 groups of people and that you know that's why the hangover works so well for him um there was something else i saw him in The and like one of the things he did that i didn't like was like the redo of family vacation I didn't like him in that because it was so much of just him, even though he was in a uh, in a group of characters with the family. But it was all built around his type of comedy. And I didn't really like him in that role. This is the type of like you pair him with this wise, cracking ass kid and Terrence Little mm-hmm. and you have a great combination. You know, Taraji Pence. And I just want to mention her because you know she's been around for a long time. She really doesn't have much to do in this movie. But the way that they use her. It's funny, like the scene in the house when when she's like, "They told me never to date a white man." It was like that. That was worth her being cast alone.
1: Let me say, I absolutely enjoyed her in this movie, mm-hmm. and I think the the scene. Well, we're you know, I know we're, we're doing not non spoiler, but the scene where she's in the hotel, yeah. and she's kicking ass is yeah. probably the best scene in the yeah. entire movie for me. Yeah, so me you had her in uh, Taraji play, play like that, that protective. Uh, African American mom yeah. or you know she is that role and it was so funny and she's another person she doesn't get as much um credit as she should she's very versatile she's been in many movies with different roles so yeah she she did really good on this one
0: yeah yeah and she's one of the few people who can do action who can do comedy who can mix it all together um i honestly wish we would have got more scenes with her and Betty Gilpin together just because i feel like yeah. them them they would have been able to play off each other nicely but i understand in the story why we didn't um but all right let's talk about terrence little the kid the, the unknown commodity in this and yes. the one who really for being a kid he carries a lot of these scenes even with ed helms like the scene in the car where he's like you got to basically so, so, you you got to be like super gay like you got to say was and that may sound offensive you guys have seen this but you got to see the movie like it he, His his delivery and his comedic timing is well beyond his age, because I think he's like 12 in real life. And that's the thing that makes like, yeah, just saying a bunch of crude, like cursing and all that can be funny, like as just a one hit. But you have to have the correct timing and with his facial reactions and the pace and timing in which he said certain lines, it just nailed it home. He really picked up on that good boys vibe. You know, we reviewed that last year and I can see him being in like the sequel to that movie or something.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, again, any kid they can have any kid just curse. Yeah. That's not what makes it funny. What makes it funny is his delivery. And like you said, his facial reactions. And he had that down on point. And I mean, he threw out a lot of one-liners that were just so, the delivery was so on point. Obviously he didn't write these one-liners, but the delivery was so on point. Like, I mean, I'll say right now, man, I was telling you before we we started recording, I've read a lot of critics reviews and, and seen, you know, from the critics and a lot of people are hating on this movie. And I really don't know why. I don't know if it's because the manner of, having a child curse and going to strip clubs and, and, you know, these adult themes, if that's what's pissing people off. But I got to say in this time that the country's in right now, being with COVID-19 quarantine, we need to freaking sit back and chill for a second and have a laugh. Not every freaking thing has to be analyzed to death. We're crit- you know, we're, we're, we're movie reviewers, right? Mm. And we analyze movies, Go back and listen to anything we've done. We analyze, we chop it up, we break it down. But sometimes there are movies such as this one where you don't have to necessarily do it. You just sit back and enjoy, and take it for what it is. This is not some Oscar-worthy shit or some drama that's going to make you, you know, tear up or, or get em- emotional attachment. It's meant to sit down and enjoy and have a laugh.
0: And yeah, and I think that that's everything. Isn't. As much as I like some stuff is just meant to just sit down and enjoy, like turn off your brain in a way and just enjoy what's being presented in front of you. And this is this is like what Netflix is great at. Like the, and don't get me wrong, Netflix drops award winning movies and it yeah. should. And it's a good place for some for people to, you know, for the studio system who they they don't get the biggest budget or trust there They go to Netflix. And that makes sense. But it Netflix is great for something like this, where it's like they're just going to show up. I'm going to sit down with my family. I'm going to watch this movie. We're going to eat some popcorn and we're just going to have fun and laugh our asses off like this, is what this movie's perfect for. And that's what it did.
1: And also, if you are trying to find a message through this, I'll give you some messages. How about a single mom? How about interracial um, interracial relationships? How about dirty cops? I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can get out of it if you really want to. But I say forget all that. Just sit down and relax and watch the movie. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we get into the spoilers, let's d- let's
0: talk a little bit more about Betty Gilpin, um, bro. It's only like I, I would honestly say twenty twenty one if she's not cast in like she's basically the leading role in something. It's been a fail for like she needs to fire her management, her agent and everything, because she's amazing.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. And like I said, she can do it all. She can do the 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 action. She can do the comedy. She can do the drama. I mean, she's another one. Her delivery is great. Every time she says something, it's always funny because of her delivery. And if you remember, when we rebooted this show, this podcast. One of the first episodes we did, it might have been the first episode we did on the reboot, was Terminator. And we were talking about, I was very critical. She would have
0: been great in
1: that I was super critical of Mackenzie Davis. And you asked, well, who could I have been? I couldn't have thought of somebody at the time. But let me tell you, this chick, Betty Gilpin, oh my gosh, she would have murdered that role. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, the only thing that she has coming up right now that's on uh, her uh, Wikipedia page is she's in a movie called The Tomorrow War. Um, which doesn't look like she's the main character in that either. Uh, and that one's actually going to be directed by Chris McKay, who's actually a pretty good director. Um, so, I, and Chris Pratt is the star of that. So, I, you know, she's, I think, she, like, 2020, especially with everything that's going on, I think, like, a lot of these side role she she's going to be in is really going to help her get noticed especially she's going to be in a movie with chris pratt being the main character but like i say if by the end of this year we don't get a casting of her in a in a marvel movie or action movie or hell i can i like i love the new chicken tomb raider she would have been great for that too like
1: yeah I, I can guarantee she's she's gonna get roles she's just you know she's just trying to build her resume at this point yeah as long as she keeps delivering in all of her, uh, her films that she does, she's going to eventually get that breakout role that she's going to just blow up. And then that's it. We'll see her all the time, all over the place. Exactly. She has the size and the physicality. You know, she's 5'7 for a woman, which is. And, and think good. about it right now. Minus Scarlett Johansson, who else fits that criteria like action and, and just right now in terms of actresses? There's a void there, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she uh, can fill. Yeah, I mean, and I know they were talking about like doing something new with like the alien franchise. Like, there's a lot of different things I can I can see her in. Um, yeah, there's really not a not a huge act. You know, I would say Halle Berry still, especially in the last John Wick, has shown that she can do it. But as far as if we're talking about new up and comers, it's uh, Gal Gadot. We can't forget her. She's Wonder Woman. Oh, absolutely, Um, absolutely. Uh, Brie Larson, Captain America. Um, and then yeah, Scarlett Johansson. And I will also say, uh, damn, what is the she just played um Harriet Tubman. Uh oh
1: yeah. Um uh
0: Cynthia Ev Everrow, Ev- Ev- yeah, right, right, she, right her as well. Like they're kind of the new class, um, of of actors to look out for. But, you know, as far as like being like a, a action of the potential action star, Betty Gilpin definitely stands out amongst that group.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um uh, Gadot, though, that she that's a I forgot about her yeah, she's definitely you know you can't 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 cannot yeah. forget about her. she, she's she's definitely legit. she about. was
0: a me- member of what the uh, I can't she was actually in like the military so like she's she's a legit badass um, yeah you yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't forget Gaudia though. but that's it uh, do you got anything left for the non-spoiler section no all right let's go ahead and jump right into spoilers bro so let, I guess we'll start it off with the spoilers by talking about uh, the basic theme of this movie or the plot so it starts off this movie with uh, Ed Helms and uh, going into his girlfriend's house, and the sun cream sees them having sex, which is, but you know they they're, they was he in here? Was he not? So he basically wants to take a hit out on Ed Helms' character. Um,
1: my, my dude said, "You fuck my you fuck my mama, mom fuck your life." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and it takes about the first twenty minutes of this movie, and so um, before this, we get Ed Helms. He uh, apprehended. Um, I forgot the the Orlando Johnson. Uh, I forgot the, the actor's name. Uh, that's the character. For anyone Johnson. who's
1: trying to figure out who that is, is it's the, one of the boyfriends from Sister S-sister. S-sister, that's Sister. That's where I he,
0: from. It's funny because like he still looks. He's like he's older than us, bro, and he still looks like he's in his twenties. He's forty three he years old, man. What? He is thirties He wow. is forty three years old, man. He looks good. He looks good. Yeah, still. Uh, black don't crack. Oh, <laughs> but so and he and he he catches on his phone them killing a cop which kind of sets him into motion them being on the run and there's an amber alert put out and then they said he uh Ed helms's character kidnapped kareem and it was so funny like in that scene he was <laughs> so wait he tried to rape you like that that whole exchange between them and the him and the uh, kareem and the gangsters was hilarious
1: yeah he's like yo if you don't tell if you don't help me i'm gonna tell him that you tried to Rate me. Yeah. And you tried to get into my asshole.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, this is this this movie it the, the premise is wild as hell from the from the get go. Um and you very early on, like before uh James Coffee is demoted to traffic you get a scene with him, David Allen and Be- Betty Gilpin's character. And immediately when you watch it, you text me like, I have a feeling that they're all in on it. And it, it, I got that from Betty Gilpin, but I didn't from David Allen Greer the first time I watched it. But it, I guess it makes sense. But, yeah, she just her whole acting from this. And they're not trying to pull – like, I don't think they're trying to get you to – like they're mystery. trying to hide the fact, yeah. They're not trying no. to like make it a mystery, so you do get that from her very early on, like with her cockiness and how she is that she's probably crooked. Um, it just the whole, like I said, the premise of this movie is fucking hilarious, bro. And then when they go yeah. to the hotel and they're checking in, the guy's like, I'm not judging, he's like, No, I'm not here for sex, <laughs> like, it's, right, it's hilarious.
1: Right. He's like, I hope you crack your case, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they go in there, and, and uh, oh my god, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's funny, man, and also shit i haven't seen david allen greer in forever where the, like i saw him with his white beard i'm like holy crap this dude has been missing forever i don't remember the last thing
0: I, other than he uh he retweeted my tweet uh i had a viral tweet i don't know he if you did? saw yeah the one with the the guy with the with the with the gold hair the platinum hair or whatever i don't know if you saw the tweet but yeah it i think i saw that one. it got like 2 million views and david allen greer chance the rapper all retweeted it
1: so yeah. how about how about the uh the the um ah oh, jeez the uh, strip club scene. Would you take your son to a strip club? Never, never. At the age of twelve, never, or eleven. How old are we No, not not going. And happen. he and he's like, oh, uh, I want you to. Uh, he doesn't know how to talk to girls, so officer coffee is trying to like tell him like you know give him advice and then he calls his stripper and he's like oh so where are you from blah blah, blah. And the stripper's like oh i'm from detroit and then he's like oh how much to see your pussy <laughs> hey
0: at least he started at least he gave a little small talk before he jumped right into it exactly <laughs> that's so funny man and uh I, it's just it's the kid in this movie, and I, I don't want to like gush over him or anything, but like most of the greatness in this movie, all comes from his one-liners. Like when they're going through the scene of like the drug house, and he, he's like, "I want the gun," and like it, it was
1: funny as hell, man. Yeah, man. He, they did a good job with him. Um, it's crazy that this dude went from like freaking Nickelodeon to this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely gonna see a lot more of him. I'm hoping we see a lot more of him because, uh, you know, they're they ha- they have the tendency sometimes. To have these child actors come on do these like big roles and then they sort of disappear. Um, I, I really hope that this doesn't happen to him because he does have so, there is something there. He does have some talent. Um, yeah, and I'd like to see him in more roles. I, I do think he'll probably be like kind of pigeonholed in the comedy thing for for a while because he's so good at it at such a young age. But yeah, I definitely. I don't know. I'll, I got to check to see if what he has in the pipeline if he has anything else coming out. Uh,
0: the only thing I see right now is that uh, he was in the show Danger Force. Uh, On nickelodeon or henry henry danger and they're spinning that off into another show called danger force which he's also going to be in and it looks like he was in 2018 he was in a show called speechless but it doesn't look like he has much else coming up either but that's all going to end soon
1: (laughs) yeah i think that's going to change well you know the good thing is uh, this this is i'm really glad that this film came out on this type of platform because i feel like if this movie came out in the movie theaters it might not necessarily get as many as much play as if it coming out on netflix only because like ed helms is not like one of those guys are like oh shit let's run to the movie theater and watch ed helms so which is basically you made that point earlier but it being on netflix we're quarantined people are gonna be like ah, why the hell not so it does good for the kid it does good for betty gilpin both of their careers i think a lot more eyes will be on it
0: yeah for sure for sure um what do you think about, like, uh, the, the, as we talked about the boyfriend from Sister Sister switching sides in the in the third act
1: of this movie? It, it, it didn't I, seem natural to me. No, I think it's, it did seem natural because throughout the whole movie, he was basically saying, like, man, this is not me. Like, this is not my life. I'm not a bad guy. I, I never shot. He said even in the first, like, beginning part of the movie, he's like, I never shot anybody before. That was just him trying to be a persona based on his rap career. Yeah. So eventually, I kind of had a feeling eventually it would happen and he would, like, he would, like, flip. Uh, which he ended up you know, he ended up flipping. Mm-hmm. So I could see a natural. His two um his two sidekicks though, those dudes were funny as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even I forgot what their names were in the in the movie, but um let's talk being that we're talking about those two, can we talk about the freaking hotel scene with Taraji just kicking their ass?
0: They had so they gave they gave Taraji two scene well two like action type scenes in this movie. They gave her this one, then they gave her the 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 end scene, which we'll talk about. Which I kind of didn't like that they gave that to her. I almost would rather Kareem do it. But uh, the the hotel scene. Why is this woman not in more action movies, bro? I know they. Tr- I, I know not- she had that one and it did terrible in the box office. And it's like they haven't tried to make her like a leading lady in an action movie uh, since then. But uh, yeah, like I don't get it because
1: she has the the chops. I, I don't think honestly. I don't think. She's an action star, oh, wow. but this this wasn't really action. I mean, it was action, but it was like action comedy because yeah. she's like talking shit as she's kicking their ass. So I think in that type of realm, she can do fine in like, uh you know, as she's kicking her ass, she's talking shit like in a, in a comedy type role. I think she could do fine, but it was just straight soul acting, um, not soul acting, but soul action, you know, kind of like Gilpin in The Hunt. I don't think she can pull that off. I just don't think she can.
0: Oh, have you seen Proud Mary, the movie that, she, that it was all built uh, yeah. her? What did you think about her in Proud Mary?
1: Proud Mary was the movie where, um, just remind me of the synopsis again.
0: Um, it was the movie where uh, it was, I can't With remember her who it was set in. Uh, she was an assassin. She was trained as an assassin, and the kid comes into her house or whatever. Are you, have you not seen
1: yeah, it? I, yeah, because my wife is a huge Taraji fan, so yeah. I feel like I've seen every single Taraji movie there is. Yeah. Um, it's just that I get some of them crosswired, but I believe it came out like a year or two ago, right? Yeah, it came out in 2018. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and the, the budget on it was reported like $20 million and it made $21 million the whole box office. And they just haven't. tried. But I think the story was the problem there. Her and action scenes as an assassin it wasn't an issue at all. Like she she nailed those scenes to me. So I don't I don't understand why like people have completely moved ever since. And then like she's done like Hidden Figures, uh, Acrimony, uh, Acrimony. I always say Acrimony. Uh, she <laughs> was in Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Want Men Want. But like she hasn't really done action
1: stuff since then how long has empire been around six years i think huh yeah. okay because you would think uh, from empire her stock would climb and i mean she's still getting roles yeah. but she's not getting like a many outside of proud mary what else was like a leading leading lady role um i mean she was one of the leads in,
0: in hidden figures i mean she wasn't the lead but she was a lead in hidden figures i wouldn't well, say that she well wasn't. yeah like
1: here she was a lead but she wasn't the lead yeah yeah um uh Acrimony,
0: acrimony. God damn it! She was the she was a, a lead in. Uh, what men want. She was the lead in that one, but that was a comedy with uh, Tracy Morgan. Uh, but
1: yeah, that's really it. Okay. Would you prefer her? I, and I'm not talking about action. I'm just talking about overall. Would you prefer her or Tiffany Haddish? Oh, her. I don't. I'm not a Tiffany Haddish fan,
0: bro. I love Tiffany Haddish, I'm, I'm a fan. am a fan of, of Tiffany Haddish. Um, like when she was in Girls Trip, where she isn't. The focus, but she's the comedic relief. I love her in those roles. But since then, Hollywood has tried to thrust her into leading lady roles, and she just doesn't have the acting chops. You can crack jokes and be funny all day, but at the end of the day, this is about acting. And she just, like, she... She doesn't have the acting chops to be a leading person, in my opinion. So anything that I've seen her in where they've tried to now put her in the lead, it's just been cringeworthy to me.
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about her, but yeah, you're right. Um, I think as a side character, as a side person, secondary person, she does well as the leading person now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Put her at a second or third. Great. I'll, I'll sign off on that all day. Leading lady. No, I'm good on that player.
1: So let me ask you this. What do you have to say to the critics who said that Coffin Cream is full of... Um, there's not a, a lot, not a lot of spontaneity. There's a bunch of cliche stuff. Uh, the the storyline of Dirty Cops has been mm-hmm. done over and over and over. What do you yeah. have to say to that? I would
0: say that they don't know what fucking film they're watching
1: because yes, it
0: is a cliche. <laughs> yes, it is. It is forced. It's suppo- It's supposed to like if you look at the tone of this movie. It's supposed to be all those things. Like, they knew what they were doing when they were writing this. They didn't do it to think that they were, like, breaking the mold. It was, it's a comedy. You put people in these situations, and it's supposed to be fun. It's just, like, it's a parody in a way, but it's not a flat-out parody. But, like, it's it's supposed to be all those it's things satire. you just named. Yeah, sa- exactly. Satire is the perfect word for
1: it. So my thing is, like, yeah, it is cliche, but they meant for it to be cliche. Exactly. Yeah. It was supposed to be cliche. That's what they were going for. So how can you... If you're saying they did exactly what they were going for, how can you say they failed at what they were trying to do? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I mean, and that's the thing. And I think, honestly, a lot of the reviews I've been reading of Netflix stuff, and um, since this whole social distancing thing has been going on, has been incredibly harsh because I think like the critics are just looking for that thing to like, this is why I'm a critic, instead of just right. Like, and that's that's why honestly, like, I look at reviews. Um, there are very few like mainstream uh reviewers that i look at john campy is one that i'm always going to look at me and you both like chris stuckman Um, the youtubers are more so what i look at because i think it's more genuine the people who like write these reviews for like magazines or for huge websites i don't i really very few and far between do i have my reviewers that i trust um ign is probably the most mainstream one that i look for for stuff just because i feel like yeah they're a mainstream website um, and platform but the people that they have assigned to it are movie nerds and not so these 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 high brow uh, critiquers or whatnot. So I really try to steer away from stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I just feel like sometimes they they go on with the intention, like, oh, if I don't shit on this, it's not, I'm not doing the right thing. Exactly. So I know they try to be analytical, but sometimes you get a little bit too over analytical.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just got to you just got to sit back in. Some movies are really like it's just like fucking like we talked about the 80s late 80s early 90s action movies those weren't (sighs) meant for like they're going back and watch them now they're all cringeworthy worthy as shit but guess what that was the tone that they were going for and sometimes you just have to live within the tone that the movie's trying to set and this one was nothing was serious about this movie and it wasn't meant to be that. like i don't get it
1: so at the end of the day what do you think the shelf life of this movie is going to be do you think it's one that's going to go on for a long time or it'll die out you know in a month or two or considering where we are um, I don't think it's
0: going to die anytime soon. I think like I can't I, I, off the top of my head. I don't know any other comedies that have released this time. So I think it's going to have a long shelf life because people are looking for escapes, man. People are tired of seeing coronavirus shit on the news all the time. And they're looking for an escape. And I think it's going to live in there when I, when I checked last night and the movie just released yesterday uh no released friday night when friday, i checked right. it it was number five trending on social media that's huge that's huge for something that if this wasn't going on i think like if we weren't in the current times that we're in i could see it have been maybe a thing that some people watch initially and then it kind of died out and then maybe some people found it later down the road when they were Board, or maybe next january when there are no movie releases and people are just looking for shit to watch on netflix i could just see like getting a resurgence then but i right. really think that it's the perfect movie for the time considering the situation that we're in and it's going to get i mean when you look at platform hey we talked about it. our platform review the most successful thing we've done on youtube and it was a movie that nobody would have paid attention to if this no. pandemic wouldn't have been going on so i think it, it, it has the potential for a long shelf life
1: yeah, I believe so because people are, are actively going out and watching this platform. I don't really think anybody went out actively and watched. I think a few people watched it because it came out on Netflix mm-hmm. and uh, it just blew up because it's it's a really good movie. But people actively are going out and trying to watch this. So I think it's going to last for a long time. But let me ask you this. I mean, so far for 2020, we've had a couple of comedies, um, nothing over the top amazing. Would you say, is it fair to say that this is the best comedy of 2020 or at least top three? I think the, I'm comfortable saying comedies, it's top three. What are the comedies have come out this year? The so hunt I just have, The Hunt
0: we're considering a comedy, right? Me and you have both kind of said, like what well, what are we labeling the hunt at hunt as?
1: A comedy action.
0: So if we're if we're doing comedy that, thriller? If we're doing that, then the hunt for me is number one. But this is close behind.
1: Yeah, so I think like um I would definitely put it in the top three. Um only because like I agree with you 100 percent only because I think the hunt um the hunt. The Hunt was slightly better in my opinion. Um, not too much better, but it's because I enjoyed the action more in The Hunt if we're looking at an overall movie. So, yeah, I would say The Hunt and then this. And it's funny I say that because, uh, you know, I have a letterbox. For, for those who uh, have not heard of Letterbox. it's a site you go on and you can leave reviews and ratings and stuff. And I literally have Hunt, I believe, as, like, number nine or number eight. And the very next movie after that is is this movie. Okay. Oh.
0: What are we labeling bad boys as just action or is that action comedy too i i
1: well if we're labeling that as comedy then i would have to label that above them but i, oh, yeah. I kind of look at that more as like as like action okay and then
0: we got sonic uh which i enjoyed it but it was nowhere near the quality of this or the hunt for me um no. and then another movie that i don't know if you've watched or not they did come oh. out, hooking up with uh britney snow and I, I forgot the black guy's name on it like i randomly just Played it on the Firestick one day. Hadn't heard about it, hadn't heard any buzz about That's it. That's 2020? 2020. Funny as hell. gotta check bro. that out. Yeah, I'm fucking up. When I t- it is, it, did you like, do you like things like in I the like vein? I like Britney Snow. Do you like things in the vein of like 40 year old virgin and, uh, and, um, and what's American the movie Pie? with Seth Rogen in it? And, uh, shit Super it bad? Keep, no, no, it's knocked not. Up? that's was quite. Yeah, knocked up. Do you if you like movies like that, those two, you will love right. hooking up. When I tell you that it was in Brittany Snow in that movie, I think it's gonna. It, it, it's not gonna. A lot of people are gonna see it, but she showed some acting shops that I haven't previously seen from her on a level because it, it really it did some things for me in that for as for her as an actress and the actor's name who is the the other co star in it is Sam Richardson. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. She, she, He's funny himself. He's funny, so like you got to watch the movie. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do a mini mini solo on if you get a chance to watch because I I know your your taste and I you'll either really like it or you'll hate it and either way I'll make for a great review.
1: <laughs> exactly. So uh, one more time for the people, what's it called? Hooking up is the name of it. Hooking up. So, so check that one out. So yeah, the, I'll definitely be checking it out.
0: And so the the basic synopsis of the movie is Sam Richardson's character is a guy who had testic- testicular cancer before. And it came back, and they had to take one of his balls, so they 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 have to take the other one. And because he's worried about how it affected his sex drive, he goes on a trip with this uh, writer, and they're supposed to have sex in places that she hooked up with other people in. And so it's like this road trip, road trip coming of age uh, story thing, and it's it's funny as hell.
1: Another comedy we forgot as well. Uh huh a big time adolescence. I don't know if you saw it. it it's a Morris model. It was with Pete Davidson. Oh my God, bro. I you need to watch it. that. And, 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 and for those listening out there, you need to watch it as well um it's with pete davidson and it's uh it's also like a, a sort of a coming of age uh movie but uh, you definitely definitely go out and watch it it's huh. hilarious as shit
0: i may have to watch it be yeah, definitely check out cooking up but let's get back on track with uh, yes. <laughs> i kind of oh, through that uh so anything left that you want to talk about any scenes or anything with coffee and kareem
1: Nah, yeah, man I, again like it's just a really fun movie um you know the ending obviously is predictable you know yeah. everybody loves everybody at the end um. So yeah. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. It is what it is. It, it, it. What they wanted to accomplish, they did. Um. Nothing more. Nothing less. Um. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It's just a fun movie, man. And in hard times, it's a fun movie to sit back and enjoy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely check it out, man. Uh, ratings. Let's
1: give our ratings on it. What. What. What is your rating for this one? Yeah. So I kind of went back and forth on this one. Um. I don't think um as much as i enjoyed the movie i can't give it like a four or four and a half star or anything like that because you have to have solid acting which this betty Gilpin yes a little bit of taraji yes so i just give it, give it a stroke under that three and a half out of five stars for me
0: that's exactly what i'm giving you too. like i i really parts of me wanted to push it up to a four um if it was a bit funnier or maybe had like a really my funny, drama? hilarious action scene Where it's like a, a great action scene But it's also co- comedic um, I would have probably pushed it up to a 4 If it had some more of that But ultimately like th- And the ending, we didn't talk about the ending uh, What do you think, uh, well, well let me get my rating Because I'm ju- I'm jumping But uh, yeah, 3.5 definitely for me But the ending like with Betty Gilpin coming out of this explosion uh, Ed Helms is all jacked up It has burnt all on the side of his face yeah. And Betty Gilpin's character comes out Taraji takes his gun and shoots her what do you think about giving that scene to Taraji instead of like a Kareem or somebody else doing?
1: it? Bro, you fucking crazy! They can't do that. They're already getting so much shit with him cursing, him shooting a gun. That, that, oh my! That would have broke the internet. You're right, but see, but, but it needed that. Like having
0: having a black kid shoot a white woman. To end the uh, that's a
1: cop. That's a cop. Although that's... she's dirty. Here, here's the one thing that they 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 messed up on. This, okay. I would have liked to see a straight fight scene between taraji and betty yeah gilpin. and,
0: the, and the, just give me that like for like for example have betty gilpin like have kareem like in a chokehold or something and taraji's just like oh you're not gonna touch my oh, baby nah. and just go yes. goes off and we get like a matrix like comedian. like that's that's what i'm saying that would have took that movie to afford to me
1: just yeah, remember that the, being at it. the fight scene between hillary swank and betty gilpin at the end yeah. of the hunts it was a good action scene but also, they were like it was funny too because they were like making all these comments. I think Taraji and and her would have done even a better job. Absolutely, like matter of fact, I can. And this
0: this will probably never happen, but you can give me a buddy cop movie with Taraji P Henson and Betty Gilpin. I will show up for. it. I think it would be great, bro. Something in the vein of like a, like a Bad Boys or Lethal Weapon, but for women. Like because they oh, both yeah. they both have the physicality, they both can do action, they both have great comedic timing, and they both like have these wildly ranging characters. Like I just I I really if you can't tell bro, I really want to see Betty Gilpin get her get her role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you'll will get that. Absolutely. Um I've said this a million times. When you're good you're you're gonna eventually get noticed. I I, I don't want to sidetrack, but um, I was watching this thing the other day, and it was with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It was an old ass interview. I think they were on Oprah actually, and uh, the, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were really nobody, and they wrote the script to Goodwill Hunting, and it sold, and then their career blew up. But Matt Damon was saying like he would have sold that script for a piece of chicken cuz he was like oh it was okay but he knew that eventually that he had the he had the chops that he's going to make it yeah. and it's the same thing when you when you're good you're going to make it you're, there's nobody ever that's good and will never make it it's impossible eventually you're going to get unless they self implode right and do. i don't th- i don't think Betty Gilpin is she doesn't have that like we, sh- we don't see her in anything scandalous we yeah. don't see, she doesn't her personality i've seen interviews with her she doesn't have that like personality where like she's a bitch or anything like that so i think i think she should be around for a long time hopefully
0: yeah yeah I, I hope so too um so yeah that's it bro i got nothing left man uh definitely check out this movie uh definitely check out the film frequency pop jb go ahead and get me your
1: social media i can be reached on twitter at the p1 jb that's at t-h-e p1 jb of course i can reach on facebook javid bashrula check us out and you can follow me at C E O Hayes. That's at H A I Z E.
0: But more importantly, you can follow us collectively at the Film Rose Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Film Frequency at gmail.com. And lastly, you can check our discussion group at the film frequency. And that's it. This has been another episode of the best movie podcast we're around. Soon to be number one uh, as we keep pushing forward and we're out this bitch. Peace.
1: Fuck you talking about number one on my list. <laughs>